Most of y'all, I hope, know me. I'm Nathan Griffin, and I want to share with you some things this morning. Uh, it's pretty nice to be able to come up here in an unofficial capacity. Having served as the chairman of the staff parish committee and the chairman of the uh, uh, church council, sometimes I felt the church shudder when I stood on the stage. Hopefully you won't shudder this morning. One of the things I asked my Sunday school class and I asked the church council when I served as chair is, where have you seen God at work this week? Well, I'm here this morning to share with you where I've seen God at work in Cambodia. Sharon took the first part of what I was going to share, so you're going to get to hear this again. She did a much better job of it than I will do because everybody understood it. Thank you, Sharon. Uh, But as you all all know, the first trip to Cambodia was an exploratory trip. Our missions commission at that time was looking for what's called an unreached people group. And after taking perspectives last fall, and I'm going to put in a plug for perspectives, I strongly encourage you to take that course. It's well worth the time that you invest, and it's incredible to see what God is doing across the world. The definition of an unreached people group has changed a little bit for me because there were several definitions that we we looked at, but the The definition that we were operating under back in 2008, I believe, was that an unreached people group was a country where uh, 90% or 95% of the people had never heard of Christ. So we were looking for an unreached people group, and Jeff Dietz, then our young, uh, our youth pastor and missions man, was felt the call that we needed to go to Cambodia. And you heard Sharon share with the children what Shiv's response was when. He was asked to return to the place where he'd seen so much death, so many terrible things done by the Khmer Rouge to the people of his country, and his initial response was no. But God has a way of working on our hearts, and especially the Holy Spirit, who just continues to tap in our hearts. And finally, Shiv decided that this was the thing for him to do. So three brave men left our church, Mark Wyatt, Jeff Dietz, and Shiv. And so they went, being obedient to God's call. They found some of Chiv's relatives. They were able to share the gospel with them. Of course, Mark and, and uh, Jeff don't speak a word of Kamai, so I know that was an interesting trip for them. And some of those people received Jesus. And you need to remember when Sharon mentioned Emra, Emra was fully convinced that she would never see Shiv again if he went to Cambodia. He comes home, and I can imagine this scene at their house. I wasn't there, but I can imagine if I'd gone to a foreign country and I came home to Marion and said, and oh, by the way, honey, we had a great time and I bought some land over there. (laughs) We're going to build a church. Anyway, glad I missed that conversation. The second time that we sent a team to Cambodia, as Sharon again shared, uh, there was planned for a large meal. The little village that they live in, you need to understand the churches that we've planted are not in any of the large cities. They're in the boondocks. And the road to the uh, church at Oakmon until it was improved, I can't remember, Jib, if it's, it's about nine miles is my memory, 16 kilometers. It took us about 45 minutes in a bus 
But I didn't make the first trip. I'm talking, I know how the trip went, the, the, the trip to get there. There was a large gathering they planned for to show the Jesus film and feed people. We all know that Satan dwells in the technology, whatever the level is, of any church. The generator failed. They couldn't show the film. They could feed the folks, but they couldn't show the film. 160 people show up. Afterwards, Chiv preaches. The team's hope was that 10 to 15 people might respond. When, G when Shiv asked people to, who wanted to receive Christ, 139 hands went up. <laughs> Team was so stunned. Shiv was so stunned. He turned to them and he said, what do I do? And they said, explain it again. <laughs> Which I think was wisdom. Needless to say, they baptized 139 people. You remember when Peter preached at Pentecost, they said, what must we do to be saved? He said, repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And 3,000 people came. That's the book of Acts, people, today. We have seen that. We've had it shared with us. We've seen the book of Acts My wife and I have made three trips. We made a trip with, uh, back in 2009 with a group from here, and we visited the church in Oakmont where these 139 people came to know the Lord, and we dedicated that building. The thing that, and, and Dave Relke and I were talking about this Friday evening, the thing that we have seen repeatedly from the people in Cambodia is a joy. They're warm, receptive. They don't speak a word of English, folks. I don't speak a word of Kamai, but they're warm and receptive. They love to be greeted. They just thoroughly enjoy people who pray over them. We've had the opportunity to do that. We went to one house on this trip for a gathering in Swaichia, where Chiv got to actually see the grave where his father was buried. He didn't know it was there. We met underneath the house, all the houses, many of them are on stilts because they have two seasons, a dry and rainy season. So we're underneath this house and there's approximately 50, 60 people show up. Oh, excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself. We went to a house for a gathering, I apologize. 45 people show up, there's some children there and that's important as I'll share with you in just a minute. Out of those 45 people, we asked how many of you have ever heard of Jesus Five. None of the children. My wife and I went back with Shiv, just the four of us, six months later. Shiv had contacted, there's a prism in, in one of the cities that we kind of operate out of. We have no churches there called Battenbaum. I believe Battenbaum is the second largest city in Cambodia. And he had contacted the warden in a prison. And the warden was willing for us to come and share what Shiv didn't tell my wife and I, I guess Imran knew, but he didn't tell my wife and I that they'd had a riot in that prison the week before. And the warden was extremely concerned about our well-being. We were told specifically to walk directly behind him, not to come within four or five feet of anyone, not to touch anyone. They allowed about a hundred and... 50 of the prisoners, men, women, and children, if you have a child in the prison, the child stays in the prison, to come and listen to us share 
Marion and Emra talked about Easter. There is no word in the Kamai language for Easter. Shiv and I both had an opportunity to share, and when we finished, Shiv gave an invitation. Ninety of those people in the prison asked to receive Jesus. We asked the warden, can we baptize them? He thought about it for a minute. He sent somebody to get a five-gallon bucket of water. Shiv baptized every one of them, and we laid our hands on them and prayed for each one of them. That's the book of Acts, folks. That is the power of the Holy Spirit, because I can guarantee it's not anything that I said or he said. We met in another place under the house. I was a a step ahead of myself in Swaichia. Sixty people show up. There's a great story about a man who had two wives, which is not unusual in that country, and how... Shiv directed a story directly to him, and the man afterwards came up. You can ask Shiv and Emra to tell the story. Came up to Emra afterwards and said, how did he know I had two wives? But after we share with 60 people, 50 of them are baptized. There are, we've planted eight churches right now. I think seven of them are very healthy. The one thing that my wife would tell you about if she were here this morning is how these people, how we've gone back. We went back in January for the first time in about seven years, eight years, how they are owning their own thing. And isn't that what we're supposed to do? They're not dependent upon Shiv and Emra and this church for their growth. They're not dependent for their faith on us. They are owning their own faith. They're growing as Christians should grow and becoming mature disciples. We have maturing leaders. We now have three credentialed pastors who can marry, bury, and baptize. They've been through the schooling that they needed. There's a great desire for the leaders to grow and to be discipled. You know, I mentioned earlier that trip back in, that would have been 2009, where we met with 45 people and none of the children had heard of Jesus. On this trip, we went to one church. There are 90 children and youth there. Another church, 60 children and youth there. They're being taught the Word of God. They're actively participating. That's how the gospel is going to spread in Cambodia, folks. We have children's leaders in, I think, all the churches. We've established two schools. Literacy literacy is incredibly important there. You know, to bring somebody who can't read a Bible doesn't do much for them. Children are being taught to read and write, but they're also being taught God's Word. We've planted a mango field at Oakman, trying to help these folks come out of abject poverty. I've been fortunate in this church. I've been able to travel on a number of short-term missions. I've been to Honduras. Guatemala, Costa Rica, Germany. Honduras was the poorest place I'd ever seen until I went to Cambodia. And yet, and I'll share this story with you, and then I'm going to let Shiv come and preach. I'm not going to let him. I'm going to be thankful to sit down. On our last trip, we had a baptismal service in a river. 
In the middle of the service, a truck drives through the river. We had to move the service over. The bridge they're building is not yet finished, so that's the only way the truck can come through the river. But we're standing in the river, and Shiv is baptizing these young people. Most of them were probably early teenagers. And I'm standing beside him, and the last young man that he baptized is standing there, and I look at him. (laughs) This has been uh, six months, and I still have a little difficulty with this, y'all, pardon me, but I look at him, and, and I see his eyes, and I can see the hope in his eyes. When you bring hope to a people that's never had it, it's transformative. The gospel of Jesus is transformative, and it's transforming that country. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan. It's excellent to share with the church. Thank you so much. You know, I, I, I'm so thank God that I recover. You know, I was sick a couple of days, a couple of weeks. But thank you for your prayer and everything. At the same time, God, I mean, the doctor is confusing us too. Sometimes they say, oh, we took some part of our appendix. And then finally they say, oh, we took the whole thing. So it's just like confusing. That's what we live in the world, confusing. So... Uh, we need to focus on God. So, but please let it pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for making yourself known to us, showing us the way of salvation through faith in your Son. We ask you now to teach and equip us through your words so that we may be ready to serve you for the glories of the Lord, of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes we live in a country that there's so many things that happen around us. Sometimes we live with the place that got a lot of blessings. Sometimes we listen to the radio station. They give you sometimes like the positive and the negative. But when you look, when you listen to the, 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 the station that uh, talking about negative, is talking about sad and worry, concern and problem and temptation, and it has no hope. But when you, when you listen to the, the station that is Talking about positive, they give you joy, give you peace, give you hope. That is the Bible. That is the Bible. That's the Bible. The Bible is the word of God and the power of the word of God. And this is the Holy Bible. And I really, like, like myself, and encourage each and everyone is focus on this. Station. That's the Bible. Think of that fact. God's power is so forceful. 
So recognizing that can heal, heal people, can heal person of all disease or any affliction. But not that's all. God has power to convert a person, to change life totally. God can turn that life around and give the person a new beginning, a new start, and a brand new life. If you look on uh, Cliff, I just read the scriptures about uh, the Second King, chapter five, verse um, eight to fourteen, talking about the commander, the Nehemiah. He's a powerful man. He's he's a well known. He's a noble commanders and uh, characters, and uh, also he. Uh, as the uh, honorable commanders. But he had a leprosy. And he, he, he had access to all kinds of medical and uh, high-tech high tech at that, that time, that day. But nothing fine to cure him. But he heard some about unexpected source from the girl girl. But there's, that is important. When the source comes, it's just, we all have hope. And the hope that Nehemiah thinking about, he wanted to get healed. But he had to follow the instruction. Long story short, he went to meet Elijah, he's a prophet of God. And he gave some instruction you need to go to Jordan River and dip yourself for seven times. You're going to get healed. But he's so upset. He thought he's as a, I'm a commander, I'm a high position and stay next to the king, you know. Why Elijah has not come out? He, Elijah just sent the messenger to tell that Naaman. He's so upset. But also, his servant, Nehemiah's servant, calmed him down and told him, you should go and do it. Finally, he agreed and did and go to the Jordan River. And did first time, second time, third time, fourth time. His disease is still remained the same, no change. He almost quit, but his, ser uh, his servant calmed him down again. But he can start again until the seventh time when he got up, his skin restored and, and, and be clean, was clean. That is part of obedience. The war is not healed, it's not healed uh, the leprosy of the uh, Nehemiahs, but the obedient heal his leprosy. So obedience is uh, so important for us. God always mentioned again and again, 
in the Bibles. So many instructions tell about obedience, obey. Sometimes it's difficult to season to accept God's call to do things. Example like Abraham. He had only one son. Lord told Abraham that bring your son to offer off, to burn offering for them or burn offerings. It's a, that is a difficult to follow. But Abraham he trusts God, he obeyed God, he followed it. But when the time comes, he tried to Sacrifice and, uh, and kill his son, but the Lord stopped and said, Don't touch them. But he turned around, he saw the ram on the mountain. Brother and sister in Christ, when you obedient, God is walking alongside of you, protecting you and providing you. It doesn't matter what you do and how you do. But God is always with us and with you. When I was in Cambodia, we had a couple church that we had all established. But then we tried to we tried to spread the gospel to a different city, I mean a village. And all my relatives and the friends over there, they told me that. If you go to that village, don't stay, come back on the daytime, not even the evening. They're so scared. But when I, when God called me to do his work, I feel that he said, go find the lost soul. And that place is the lost soul over there. And I decided, I said, you know, God called me to do his work and to build his kingdom on earth, so I have to go and follow that. Instead, I listened to all my friend and relative. I decided to stay there with my wife. In the village, that have a drug, and alcohol, violence, all those things. And away, away from the big capital, capital city, Battenborg. But that God is always protects, and God always be with us. Because even we so concerned, we worry. But when you trust God and know God is be with you, you just give everything to God. And pray to God and give to God, and God will protect and provide. Elijah. Elijah, he's a man of God. He had instruction for Naaman. That instruction is the same exactly like the Bible now. 
A lot of words in the Bible is just encouragement, comfort, give you hope, joy, and also it just want us to follow and obey. One time when when Moses went to the mountain, stayed with, with, with God for 40 days, 40 nights. And he told his people in Israel, stay down and just waiting for him. But the people not listen to him. They start to build some cult. They worship something that is not, God is not really pleased with that. They not obey Moses, not obey God. And that day, God has been destroyed at least 3,000 people. When the Moses come back, when he approached to the camp and saw they worship something and dancing and also that day it's like about three thousand get killed. This is the way that people live in that time. But now the grace of God, when Jesus before he ascended to the heaven. He said, gathering, one place, wait for the Holy Spirit. And they did obey. The disciple, apostle, all apostles, they, 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 they obey and, and trust and they wait for the Holy Spirit. When that time comes, the Holy Spirit came and fulfilled that place. And that day, Peter preached. How many people get baptized? 3,000. Lord, if you compare with the disobedience, 3,000 die when you not listen to Paul Mosey. But when you obey God and listen to God, 3,000 get saved. My story with Nathan mentioned that Sheridan mentioned, I never planned to go back to Cambodia. I'm scared, I'm concerned, I worry, and all kinds of my mind, is in my mind. But when I give my soul, my life to the Lord, the Holy Spirit of God is cleaning my heart and giving my new life molding me and allow me to be able to do things for, for his kingdom. And this thing is not happen overnight. But it takes time. But it takes time, you need to listen to the station that talking about positive things. The Bible already mentioned about obey. Obey. When on the chapter, on the Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 16, uh, 18 to 20, uh, 18 to 20, Jesus went, Jesus went to them and, and, and said, all authorities 
in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, all nations, and baptize the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you all the way to the end of the age. We're talking when obey, because part of obey is not our generation, but a generation before us and now, and going to be go to the future too. Talk about God, not God not say, I'm be, I will be with you. No, he, not, he didn't say that. The Bible didn't say that. But the Bible said, I am with you always. It's not say, I am, will be with you. No, but I am with you always. This is the promise of God. That is open the big door for us. We can see the vision of God. We can see the way that God wants us to do in the Bible of Acts. Want to spread the gospel. Want to share the gospel. Want to do all things for create for his kingdom. In Cambodia, before, they call it a killing field. Now, we call it a living field. Because why? Because everybody in this church and people is really follow the act and follow Jesus and trust Jesus and believe in him. And we try to gather together and build the kingdom of God on earth together. No one can do alone. But we have to join together to do this. Now, time now is time for us to bring hope, to heal the broken heart. And we, the one, have to step out and do all this. Because God called each and every one here, it's not by accident by the purpose of God. Because God has planned for you and me. And there are so many places that still unreached. So many places need God. Even our neighborhood here. So many people come from different countries, come from different backgrounds but they are established a new life here. So we have to move forward and look for God's blessing. In order to get blessing, we need to bless others. We know that we get saved. But the Lord said, it's not enough. We want our brothers who are lost. 
to get saved too. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to share the gospel. So we pray that your words, your wisdom, your prosperity to guide us and heal us and to lead us to be able to open the door that allow, allow them to see your life, your futures, and your salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.